Listener Production. G'day and welcome to the Footy Talk Podcast. We are your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. Something a little bit different for you today. We've got a snippet of the Jock and Journo podcast, which is also a listener-produced podcast hosted by Jay Clark and Scott Pendlebury. Pendles was on this week talking to Jay about how the Pies won the 16th Collingwood Premiership with just five minutes to go. They spoke about how the celebrations went down and the cheeky sledge to Nick Dacos that spurred on the pies last five minutes. So this is a 20-minute snippet of the show. If you want to listen to the full show, you can check it out wherever you listen to your podcasts on the Listener Player, Apple or Spotify. Just search Jock and Journo. Here's a bit of it now. Hoskinelia drives the ball forward. Two seconds on the clock. McCreary goes hard. Siren! The king to the close finish and the king to the This is a special podcast. This is not your normal jock and journo show. This is a celebration style episode because sitting in front of me is a man who has a smile like a split watermelon. He's smiling like a Cheshire cat. Yeah, Cheshire cat. What is that? It's a cat which is really happy. That is the voice of the six-time All-Australian, five-time best and fairest winner. And now a two-time... That sounds great. Two-time premiership player, <laughs> Scotty Penbury, the champ, the goat, whatever you want to call him. How are you, my friend? Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, well, it was funny because I knew I would have been in this chair this week mm-hmm. and I didn't want to be here <laughs> with a shoe on the other foot because it hurts a lot. So I'm very happy to be here. Voice is a little bit <laughs> crackly, and um, yeah, I did the doorstop Mad Monday when they said, "Oh, how are you feeling?" I went to speak, and my voice just was in <laughs> shatters, and everyone just sort of laughed, like, "Oh, yeah, you sound real healthy." Uh, so, nah, I'm uh, yeah, very, very happy, man. You're in Conor McGregor mode, I think. At that point, it's so much to get through the game. Your unbelievable last quarter, the whole journey. And your celebration. I think we need to start with the past couple of days, Scotty, because it does look like, from what I've seen, you have lifted up, my friend. Have these been some of the most special days of your life celebrating with your premiership teammates? Yeah, they've been amazing. Um, oh, I said to, I was talking to, probably last night being Tuesday night was my quiet night, like mm. just sat at home, had a nice bottle of red, talking with Alex sort of just first time since I've been able to sit back and decompress a little bit. And I just said it was like all the things I thought it would be was better. Like after the siren, the emotion, like Jack's running out onto the ground, then Alex and Dars, like hugging them, your teammates, the lap of honour, all that sort of stuff. Going back out onto the ground when no one was there and Mm. we started our own Collingwood chant. Just all those (laughs) things were amazing, so... And then, yeah, just sharing it with your family and your nearest and dearest has just been so cool and I still feel like it hasn't sunk in and, um, yeah, there's still a few more days to enjoy, I think. Have you been reliving the game with the boys? Have you been saying, do you go back and say, mate, what about that? And when you did that? Um, oh, we, we had Mad Monday um, in Richmond and the game was actually on the big screen because they just had the Fox footy on. So there was a – and it was just replaying and – it sort of it was just background noise, and we're all drinking and carrying on. The music was pumping, and then mm. sort of like three minutes to go in the last quarter, everyone had been. And then it just went like went silent. Mm. The music went off, and everyone <laughs> sort of watched and listened, and 
it's funny. We were all out of a bit to drink, so everyone was giving each other a little bit of crap, and I got to stick that tackle Nick and watch the hips and you know all that sort of stuff. But no, it was very uh, and. There's a few funny moments with Billy France and he gave a free kick away and gave the umpire and everyone at the pub was just losing their mind with how funny because he was going so off. Nobody picked it up at the time. So, yeah, it's um, it's nice to sit back and watch that close game knowing the, the outcome. The feeling of it all, the joy, the elation. I was watching you on the final siren. Obviously, I mean, it's one of the best games I've ever seen. The tension and drama and the skill, like so many moments, the Mychek goal, the two Zach Bailey goals, all of it, Hill, everything, it's an incredible game. And then the tension of the last quarter and then I watched you on the final siren. I think you were um, deep in the back line at that point, pinned <laughs> down again. And you turned around and walked back to the goal and the Collingwood fans and you put your, you put your hands on your face and then you put your hands in the air. And well, to describe what that moment was like, just was a, I don't know, was a bit of relief, um, joy. Oh, I, and I said, yeah, I said this to Alex. I was like, I don't, I actually don't know what I was thinking. Like it just, there was emotions everywhere of like, we've done it. I didn't know if I'd ever get to do it again. I've worked so hard to just even give myself a chance and then close game, um, and that's where all like the supporters were. I knew our family and friends were there, and it was just almost a bit of like a holy, we, we've done it. And just and then I sort of fell to the ground and just put the hands over my head, and I was like, I just I wasn't ready for it yet. And then I <laughs> composed myself, and I was like, yeah, this it was unbelievable. And being in the locker room afterwards, when you had I don't know what, just the players and staff and the coach, what was that? What was that like? What was being said in those moments? Um, yeah, well, we all we, every like the whole footy club one sort of all the family and friends had left you know they were all heading back to get ready to go over to the the post game function just mm. getting together uh in the change rooms um yeah we ticked off a couple of things that we had in this internally that we wanted to do and what, um, is that, what does that mean well there's a few things themes that we had throughout the year and flies can you give the, us a taste you've already fly, won the flag fly's got to be the guy who explains it not me oh, um God. there's a, a few things like um yeah, we'd take the we'd steps. Been, yeah, sort of the take the step stuff and um, making sure we were spray painting in the steps. So we had a ladder. Ah. Uh-huh. Right. And every time you got a win, we spray painted one part of the ladder. Yep. And it worked out that we had filled one ladder from the regular season yep. full of spray paint. Uh huh. And the next ladder we had, yep. it just so happened to be that if we had won enough games, the last one that was left was the grand final. Yep. So that got spray painted yeah, after was the that game. Moment? and. Yeah, everyone's going off their heads. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that that was just amazing, and that yep. was the take the step sort of theme for yep. for us. And then yeah, we all went back out on the grounds of the footy club with you know barely anyone there, and then Sunday all Sunday. had a massive circle and a song cup in the middle, mm-hmm. and yeah, those are the really special times. And then yeah, obviously went to the post game, and Darcy Cameron did his best, the horses rendition with, mm-hmm. with Daryl, and mm-hmm. the night was away. Um, have you had any any moments in particular with the coach? Like, uh, I'm sure... Oh, I think after the siren, he just grabbed me and just said, I can love you, mate. Like, and it was, yeah, said the same thing back. And then yeah. Sunday, just sitting around and just um, with him and Righty, just talking about the journey. And that's yeah. the fun stuff for me, like talking about how it yeah. happened and yeah. um, all that sort of stuff. When the dust settles, we'll catch up and talk about the game and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But more just being a... Like, there was a stage there on Sunday when everyone was well and truly on their way, where yep. there was a few of us just sitting there back watching and just sort of saying, like, this is, mm. sort of, not this is why, but have a good, have a look how much fun everyone's having. There's not a yeah. care in the world. Yep. Like, what a group, what a club. Yep. How special is this? And yep. 
Um, yeah, I think I may have bought him a 90, 95 grains as well on some at some stage. The coach? To say thank you, so. Wow. That's on the way to his house. That's, not, that's a nice little gift. Yeah, it hurt the next day when I checked the credit card. <laughs> no, <Nah, laughs> no, nah, it's all good. So, yeah, so, no, nah, it's very special. Five large on the coach. Um, he, he deserved it, definitely. So do you have moments, have you had moments in the past couple of days where you've thought back to the game? Has there been, have you sort of thought back to sort of particular moments? Um, because when Charlie can't, look, let's pick apart some of the things. Charlie Cameron kicks that goal. They go four points up, I think, with or two yeah. points up with four minutes to go. Yeah. What What on earth were you thinking? Because um, you guys looked like you had the game. Yeah. In your hold a little bit. Yeah. Well, I felt like like you know how my mind works, and this is what I was saying to a few of the boys. The hardest thing for me on Saturday night was to sort of enjoy it because I'm so analytical mm. and I evaluate mm. everything. So. All that was going through my mind on Saturday night is like I'm having a beer, I'm loving it, enjoying it, but I could st- I still remember all the moments and yeah. what we could have done better and what I thought we did well Jesus. and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, just those discussions I have with people. It's like I'm at some stage I'm going to let go of that and I'll be able to enjoy it, but mm. that's just how I work. Yep. Um, so yeah, like we can talk about the game because I remember. I remember all of it, all the moments, all those things. So take me there. Cameron kicks a goal. I go a couple points up, and you're yeah. in the next centre square. Yeah. So we're walking. What are you back. saying at that point? So we're walking back. First thing, head check the bench. No signs up for either side. So I know there's five plus minutes to go. Yep. So I just grab Geordie, Nick, Coxie. He's like, we, "There's no, don't, no panic here, no rush. Mm. Like, we don't need any hero plays mm-hmm. in terms of like if we got a mark on the back flanks, not just an automatic blind rip back in the middle. Like." Yep. We've got enough time to find a way to get a goal. Orchestrate it. Then Nick turns around to me and goes, oh, do you want me to go half forward? Do you want me to get Mitch in? What do you, like, what do you want me to do? And I said, are you serious? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be a part of this? Yeah. I was up to you. Do you want to be in or not? And he goes, no, 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 no. I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we just set up a play, not like a, a little bit of a play that we wanted to try and run, no different to every other centre bounce. And then Nick um, was able to get first touch over to me, got it forward, then he's handballed to Geordie. Geordie finishes. Nick Dacos gets it to Pendlebury. They go forward here, the Magpies. Majacek. Gardner with a spoil. Here's Nick Dacos. Oh. Clever handball. Got it to Ngoi. Quick reply coming up. Oh, Jordan going. You can't believe it. Lead change number 10. Collingwood hit the front. Come back in. I was like, well... Hey, hey, boys, that will do. Like, that, will, that will do. I know we didn't need to score straight away, but I'm happy with that. And that was the power that he's sort of so synonymous for. But that's to retake the lead. Oh, it's huge. Pretty it's sort of funny because it's all... It's like even it's the play itself, like Mason winning that hit out, puts it exactly where he wanted him to put it. Yep. Um, and I don't know. I've heard people say, did we infringe on purpose? Was that deliberate? Nah, it was, I don't even know how it happened. What was it for? No idea. Yeah, so like we, we definitely didn't plan that. Um, but I, I must admit, after the game, I thought, you, you, if you're ever down, you should deliberately give an infringement away if you think you've got an advantage because you're going to get a neutral ball up. Yes. And then it also made me think, is like, why do we still bounce the ball? Time to go. What is the point of that? Mm. Did you see the start of the game? It's a traditional thing, yeah. How good was it? It's yeah. a traditional thing. Yeah. First one went out Sideways. to the wing. yeah. Yep. How good's that to the start of the yeah. grand final? So you didn't deliberately do it, but no, you think round one next yeah, year. Yeah, round one. If we need it and the bounce is still here, we can do it. <laughs> right? So that's, a, yeah, add that to the playbook. But, yes. And then, but the moments, like, Nick's handball in the air was amazing. Yep. And then it's like, oh, and then Degoe just finished the play. Mm. It's like Degoe almost fell over trying to adjust his feet to catch the handball. Yeah. 
three steps running out to the boundary sort of way yeah. and then just goes bang from 55 and the yeah. umpire doesn't move. Like that is one of the best finishes yeah. outside Zach Bailey's finish early in the first. That agree. You'll see. Yep. Some of the skill. Yeah. My check why. snap. My check snap. Like yep. same thing, running the wrong way, quickly pitter patters of feet, gets yep. himself sorted, goal. Like some of the skill, talent, yep. individual acts was just insane. So then you're in ice the clock mode at that moment, No, eh? then... Then, finally enough... Because it's a steal goal next. Steal goal's up, so four points up, I think, at that stage. Yeah. I look over the bench, the fly said this, the rocker signs up. So that's... What's that mean? Well, 23, most goals, history of the club. Yeah. It's like, we're scoring again. Yep. So, and you see me, I sort of like put my hands out like, are you sure? Yes. And he's thumbs up, so I'm like, all right, let's go. Like, so you're uh, going to score again in yeah, that Yeah, so we want to try and score again. Yep. And it was funny because throughout the year that had traditionally been a Presty sign for us, so defence, be a bit more dour. Yeah. Um, but I know Fly's so aggressive and I love to see that he went aggressive. In the moment where you can blink, Yeah. he's like, nah, we're going for it again. So you're in still in attack mode. Still in attack mode from the next centre bounce. Um, then the ball gets like busted out to the wing and I look back over the bench. The Presty sign's up. <laughs> right, our boys had enough. So then, yeah, so then we just go into that mode of play. Um, try and orchestrate a loose behind the ball. Yep. Um, because you know their next scenario for Brisbane is going to be territory back through the middle. Yep. Something's going to come through the middle and yep. then the the, the um, responsibility of that loose is to try and read those cues and yep. get up and, and stop that. The side bottom goal. Did you think he had it in him? Uh, well, I didn't. I was 50 50 on it because he is a big kick. He just doesn't kick long around the ground, if you know what I mean. Like yep. he's more of a dinker, yep. chip pass guy. And then for some reason, whenever he wants to kick long, he kicks mongrel punts. Yep. With the whole stand on the mark thing, you can take a little bit of more yards at the last second because you'd go off your mark. Yep. And the player on the mark has to wait for the umpire to call play on. Yep. So if you go early, yep. it's 50. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so side and then he hit it and he absolutely flushed it. Everyone's yeah. like 52 metre kick. The ball went over the fence. Yeah, yeah, wow. Absolutely nailed it. Side bottom to land what could be the knockout blow. He's going to have a shot. Kick a barrel still. A four-point lead to Collingwood. 4.38 on the clock. It's going to take absolutely everything Steel side bottom has got. Hits 50, drives it side bottom. Oh. Side bottom drives it and he bangs it home. What are we seeing in the G? Collingwood out by 10 points. Clock stops at 4.23. And Steele just goes Wooshka from 53. Turned to me and celebrated, jumped into me, nearly knocked me clean over. He picked me up and held me. And then I thought we had the game. Like I was like, right, I think we're pretty good here. So then we went back into another, a different mode of play that we like to go into at that stage where it's mm-hmm. sort of fly talks about, but kill the clock, yep. ice the clock, yep. bulk stoppages, keep the ball in. Tight. Um, and we did it. We did it really well. I think, I think, I don't know if it was before that steal goal or whatever, like Crispy had a mark where he was going to probably have a shot from 60. Mm. He would have had to kick it from inside the square. And he went back. He took 20 seconds, 25 seconds, then went wide to Howie. Yep. That probably, that there saved us probably 55 seconds to a minute. Yep. Which we didn't have to play at the end of the game. Yep. And that's why we always talk about it's important to play those moments and those yep. minutes. What about your last quarter, mate? Um, so the game's up for grabs when you head back out there to start the last quarter. I don't know. What was it? 11 possessions you had, zero turnovers. 
I watched a lot of your footy. I reckon that kick on the, from the halfback flank, you danced around McCluggage and then went inboard and hit Ginevan in the middle, the front end of the square. I don't know. You've had a lot of good kicks in your time. I've seen a few of them. That was right up there, I thought. I know his kick forward then, I think, went to Harris Andrews or it got, it got turned <laughs> well, over. We laughed about that. It's like, it was, yeah, I hit Guinea in the middle and he had Bobby Hill versus Stasevich. One-on-one inside 50. Who's hot, yep. The only place you can't kick it is on Bobby's head. Yeah. And the only place we kicked it was on Bobby's <laughs> head. So we had a bit of a laugh about that. I said, mate, you could have just, you could have grubbered that along the ground. Would have been Bobby better. would have been. Yeah. <laughs> right. But no, it was, um, yeah, I remember that bit of play because I'd gone sort of just off the stoppage because we were obviously in, um, oh no, I think I'd just come back on. Got the ball. I remember because Brisbane likes straight line play mm-hmm. and got it and I looked up and I seen like a lot of their numbers out there sort of tried to cut back inside, got back inside and I sort of think, what, what are my options here? And I seen Guinea at the last second back in the middle and yeah, just went for it and um, luckily enough it come off and then I said, we we probably should have scored off the back of it because he had another runner out wide but um, yeah, the last quarter, I, I feel like a while ago the fitness boss sort of said to me that in the last quarters he wanted to prep me from about, I think it was probably three or four rounds to go mm-hmm. to be able to play whole last quarters. Really? So from that point on, because I think by about round 18, we'd sewn up top four. I think a couple of weeks later, I sewn up top two. So the last few, three or four weeks of the season, I was playing as close to as much of the whole last quarter as possible. And he's like, this is all about getting you ready to play if we need you a whole last quarter in a row. Wow. Um, I actually did come off for about a minute or two minutes right at the start of the last quarter. I said to him, I just need one quick one early and yeah. then, then I'll be right to go the whole last quarter. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was the, sort of the plan that we had in place and it's just funny how it, it works out that I was able to play that pretty much majority of the last quarter. Just It's not so much for the last quarter for me in terms of like trying to get the ball. It's just that like some of the setting up stuff and that that – we need mm. um, comes from the midfield and he just wants to make sure that I was out there to be able to help orchestrate that. Coach out in the ground, they've said it a lot. That's exactly what played out. Yeah, the dance around McCluggage, I think up near the forward flank as well. He, he fell for the left hand. I mean, we talk about this a lot, but you put down the little candy and he's been doing this 383 times. They fall you know, for it You know what was time. crazy about that bit of play? What? That shot that Nick uh, Dacos had. Yeah. That was going in. And he hit the from post. the boundary. It hit Harris Andrews' hand hmm. on the, like, if his hand wasn't there, that's a goal. That would have been the most ridiculous goal probably since his dad kicked the opener in 1990. That was nuts. Yeah. Right foot. He just absolutely hammered it like a gunshot <laughs> off his foot. He hit it that hard. McCluggage certainly um, was struggling to lay a glove on you at that point. Did you, as the game played out, did you realise how good it was? No, like, I didn't. So I did the um, Channel 7 stuff after the game and it was with Daisy and, and Hamish yeah. and... Before we went on, I said to Hamish, was that like a good game to watch or not really? Like, because you're just so... What did he say? He goes, mate. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, which, was it like pretty crap? Or, yeah. He mate, I've had like 50 messages, that best grand final I've ever seen. I think it could be the best game I've ever seen. And I was sort of like, oh, that's awesome to hear because like, yeah. yeah. And I, you just don't know. There's a couple of times I looked up, I think, especially in that second quarter and third quarter where I felt like we were like playing really good footy, but they were deadly inside 50. Like they did not miss. They took... So many opportunities, mm. even half opportunities, they just kept finishing off. And then mm. I looked at the scoreboard and I was like, you know, mm. they're 9 1 and we're 9 9. Yeah. Third quarter, we had a few bits of play where point, point, point. Even the Bo McCreary run where it was running through the middle. Yeah. We had numbers, kicks it inside to Jamie, misses him by a metre. And we had like Bobby, the next guy as well, that was out. Like 
that's just got to be a score. Yeah. Got nothing. And I was just thinking a little bit was like, please don't be that side who blew it in front of goals because you did everything else right and we blew it in front of goals. And um, But, yeah, luckily enough, we, we took the chances after that. And so what about – yeah, beat on the other end of the grand finals, right? 2011, obviously, Geelong, 2018, West Coast, you lost. You've had some other close finals losses. So what was going on in between your ears? What was your mindset, your mentality – throughout that last quarter. Are you thinking like, I just not again, you know, well, like, come, I, we've got to win it. I'll come off in the last, so when I come off in the last quarter, the phone come down to me and it was Hayden Skipworth and usually it's like, hey, make sure we're picking up this at centre bounce and he just got the fire and he goes, Pendles, he goes, this is your moment. He's like, you are the best leader on the field. Like gave me this massive pump up on the phone yep. and he goes, now go and do it. Go and execute it. How'd you feel? Oh, I've, Pumped me up. It made me feel amazing. Skippy. And, um, yeah, so I was like that, yeah. Empowering. It just, yeah, it was just, it wasn't a message of like, read this, do this. It just sort of like pumped me up heaps. And I was like, that feels good to run, run back <laughs> on like a six foot eight. Um, so, and yeah, so you took those, charge. All those little moments that help mm. guys. And, um, yeah, to be honest, in that last quarter, it just felt, I felt like it was on a knife edge, mm. like the game was, but it was, it was just like, just do my job. Mm-hmm. Like, do your bit, do your job. Don't sit there and watch this game unfold. Go and play this game and make sure that we have that cup. So, yeah, and I just, man, I feel like there's so many, like, Sidey's last quarter was amazing. Yeah. That bit of play where Charlie Cameron hit Howie late, cracked a few yep. ribs. Yep. Like, that bit of play where Sidey actually gets that ground ball, like, yep. that was chaos. Yep. Charlie's pressuring him, handballs over to Howie. How he exits, gets hit, like those moments were just massive. If you want the full 45 minutes of Jock and Journo as Pendles and Jay dissect the heartbreak of Taylor Adams missing out on that iconic grand final, Kobe Bryant's influence on Scott Pendlebury and what went down at Mad Monday, just search Jock and Journo on Listener, Spotify or Apple and find it in the feed. On Monday, Kate McCarthy will be on deck, joined by Mon Conti to unpack round six of the AFLW. We'll talk to you then. Listener.